Welcome back, everybody, to a special edition of Down for the Count. Tonight is just me and Tiff. Uh, kind of a emergency meeting, I guess, is the best way to call you or call it, because we got some stuff to talk about tonight. Janae is currently enjoying her new place. That's kind of why she's been MIA. So congratulations to her. Nicole is on vacation, which she desperately needed. So you're just gonna have me and Tiff tonight. Uh, we're gonna talk about CM Punk's comeback, the uh, shooting from the hip apparently that he did on Adam Page, reactions across the internet. And honestly, what we personally think about it because we have no love lost for Phil here. So before we start, Tiff, say hi. Hello. And I do want to apologize for me because today is the day my allergies decided they were going to act up on me. You got to love Tennessee weather. Anyway, so getting to the main event here. So Wednesday was, yeah, when, he came back Wednesday, right? Uh, Kenny, yeah. Him and Kenny Omega came back in the same week. And honestly, I was more excited for Kenny Omega to come back. Well, that was not the consensus online, guys. They were, they pretty much like acted like Kenny Omega wasn't even a part of the conversation. Well, which lends um, to my argument that he's not as big as everybody says he is, but whatever. Yeah. Well, if I had to choose between who's the better wrestler, Phil or Kenny Omega, I would choose Kenny Omega. Oh, 100%. That was never in question. The, the thing I'm saying is, so, when you're right. talking about, like, from a business standpoint of, like, marketability and literally just the sheer magnitude of each... Hold on a second. Well, let me, well, let's like, explain. So CM Punk came back early, came back earlier this week. And uh, now, of course, him and Mox are going after the title because, you know, the stupid interim title bull crap that they did. And when Punk came back, he, uh, he started going off script. And he started going off on Adam Page. So, like... What I was saying was just both men add a different thing to the roster. In terms of, of Kenny Omega, that's a solid wrestler right there. Character-wise, he's solid. I'm not going to shit on his character. I do think the, the cleaner thing is a bit corny for me, but that's my own personal taste. I think that it worked for the arena that he was working in, the time frame of wrestling that he was in, it worked for him. CM Punk came from the WWE. So there's a bigger market for him than there is for Kenny Omega. My thing was all of the shit everybody was talking about, Kenny Omega being the mega star, and for him to come back and not get reactions like he should have in his own company, or at least get the reaction online in his own company, it really speaks volumes as to where his star power really lies. So Phil may be a lot of things, but I mean, at the sheer, at the bare minimum, he still can draw. And that's pretty much all the good things that I'm going to say about Phil today. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, apparently Phil and his wife have something very in common because everything that he reportedly said to Adam Page when he called him out was not script was not scripted. It was not in the script. Page did not uh, he did not know that that was going to happen. Nobody really knew it was going to happen. No. And apparently, when he got back into the locker room, he was not happy that 
Punk did that to him. It was blindsiding. And while I... He was so uncomfortable. I felt so bad for him. That's messed up. Like, um, it's like you were intentionally trying to embarrass him. And even if you weren't, like, it's just a common courtesy to your colleague that you're working with to, like, hey, this is what I'm going to say when you come out there. I may ad-lib a little bit, you know, um, just go with the flow. And if you can improvise, you should improvise and shoot back at me. You know what I'm saying? But, like, he just went off off the script. Like, he didn't follow any bullet points. He didn't do anything which it seems like a direct attack on Hangman Adam Page. Even if it wasn't, it was in piss poor taste. And it was disrespectful to your colleague, a man you're supposed to be working with. So, for real, it was mad, like, it was mad disrespectful. And it's just like, same thing with the Python happened. What what did he say? Do you remember what he said? Um, He just kind of was saying, like, you basically along the line, I don't remember verbatim because when Phil talks, all I hear is like this teacher from Charlie Brown. But he's kind of like, you know, you were crappy as a champion. That's why, you know, you never main evented when you had the title. Like he was just kind of like running him down. And I'm like, damn. I'd be like, you know what? I'm not going to let some grown ass man who threw a hissy fit and left, left wrestling for 10 years, left wrestling on his own accord, not coming back from an injury like Edge, not like his career got cut short and he got the green light like Daniel Bryan. And no, he was being a, a spoiled brat. You talking like that? I'm going to hurt your fucking feelings. Now here's where you, you see there's a grown man in the ring and then there's a child. So... <laughs> I distinctly remember having this fucking conversation the night that CM Punk debuted. And that's and been a year. And I'll be damned if I wasn't right. I remember telling them, this is not going to be what you think it is, okay? One, mm-hmm. you have to remember, he's at least 10 years older than where he was. He hasn't been in the ring in over 10 years. The like, only he's not gonna be like he's not gonna be the same guy, you know? Yeah, the last time he oh, was no. in a ring is when he was doing MMA and he got his ass whooped both times. Twice. He got his ass whooped twice. And we're twice. talking not just like, oh, it was a fair fight and he lost. No, he got destroyed. Destroyed. Okay, taken out. Very much buried into the ground two pieces and of it was, biscuit with a coke to drink on the side and how he had did it the right way like worked his way up through ufc like everybody else instead of grandstanding because he was cm punk he might not have gotten embarrassed but that was his fault mm-hmm. so anyway <laughs> i remember one of my friends watching that and he invited me to come over and i'm like dude i'm not gonna watch that and he told me the next day, he goes, it just looked like some sad old man getting beat up. I'm like, well, yeah, what, what were you expecting? It was dude? a sad old man getting beat up. <laughs> and I would also like to call out that the fact that I called this shit months ago, too. Like, mm-hmm. shout, out to, shout out to Kings of the Ring podcast. 
um, and I believe smacking it raw too. But I went on Kings of the uh, Kings of the Ring podcast, and we were talking about CM Punk coming back into the into wrestling and back to AEW. I sat there and I fucking said, "This is not going to end well. The honeymoon is not going to come like the honeymoon's over." Because as soon as Punk wants that title, everything's going to change. Facts on facts. And what the fuck happened? Interim fucking champion. Are you serious? And John Moxley? I ain't gonna lie though. CM Punk flamed. Really? He flamed John Moxley. He flamed John Moxley on Wednesday. I am not even trying to front. I'm like, that hurt my motherfucking feelings. And he wasn't even talking about me. Like, yo. Uh, yeah. He tore his he ass up. He did. He- but it's just like, you, Mox has moved on. Mox only wants to wrestle because he likes it. He's got a wife. he got a kid. He can do multiple things when he gets, he's doing this for the hell of it at this point. And that's cool. I I, I don't really, John Moxley don't hold no animosity towards WWE. He never really did. He had his issues, but there were no, there was no animosity. He just wanted to go to a place that he could do the type of wrestling that he wanted to do. And that's only fair. In my opinion, I feel like he needed to be in a place with WWE where there are rules. And there is not always going to be a time where you're bleeding every two seconds. Because if you notice, his injuries ramped up when he left WWE. WWE may be extremely, you know, nitpicky and overprotective, but there's a reason for that. Because when they are not, the wrestlers are exposed like they are in AEW. And it takes them a longer time to be prepared to move and, you know, be able to do things on their own when they're not being coached along the way. So, they, like I said, I've seen this for years. AEW and WWE are two sides of the same coin. One is on the extreme spectrum and the other is on the other end of the spectrum. They're both the extreme side of both, of one form of wrestling. So it's not difficult to understand that maybe everybody can't fit into the corporate mode of WWE and everybody can't fit into the indie style mode of AEW and that's okay and that's fine like do you like do what you feel comfortable doing but it's just like um I mean if I'm out here let's just take John for example okay if I if I've been here since from the jump right? Mm-hmm. And Moxley is outside of the elite lineup. He is one of the bigger names in AEW. Right? Right. Love him. For, and I love that for him. That's awesome. But I mean, you, I'm not going to sit here and let some dude who was in the same company I was and I knew firsthand how he acted and that I still, I'm saying it to this day, the whole time Tony Khan was doing AEW, Punk was the end game. He didn't care about anybody else. He wanted CM Punk. That was the whole thing, and I'll stand by that. I wouldn't let some man who I knew ran off and cried like a bitch because he didn't get his way 
And even Mox has said in interviews that he didn't always get what he wanted in WWE, but what did he do? He stayed. He proved his point. I'll always remember where he's like, yeah, me and Seth weren't supposed to stick around after the Shield broke up because it was just a thing for Roman. Seth Rollins is one of the biggest names in WWE now. If honestly, he's bigger than Roman. Well, no, because think about it. Seth is always on the Seth is on G4. Seth is always I, doing Seth is always doing like press, like you know, PR and stuff when it comes to I shows. think him and Roman are close, but Roman has him by just a little bit. And the reason why I say that is because Roman has Roman has the movie that he did. Um, the little spot he had at Hobbs and Shaw. Um, he has, I mean, he has promotions and shit that he's doing too. He just, Roman takes what he wants. So he's not doing G4 because he, he wasn't asked to do G4. And I don't think video games and stuff is his thing, you know? If it was, he'd be on up, up, down, down with the rest of the crew. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think that Roman has him like by a hair. Honestly, and like right here, Seth is exposed to various audiences, but Roman is the mainstream guy. And you can tell, I think both of their reactions are very close and the same when they come out there. But I think there's, their star power is on the same level. It's just different. So I, I say they're, they're two sides of the same coin too. It's just one, one just got a little bit more of an edge out like Roman's got like a toe like <laughs> like a toe like just oh. it's, all it takes is just one more title run you know no he's had, that title. That. he's had that shit for two years on board he don't need to have no I'm talking about years. Seth I'm talking oh, about okay. Seth I thought you meant Roman like, I'm like don't make, don't make him win that shit back already no no like <laughs> no I mean like Seth it, all it took is one more title run for him you know I'm for like, him to be at the helm I'm like praying to my European ancestors to let Drew win at Cardiff. Like, come on. I um, I think he will win. I, I'm hoping that he'll win. I hope so. I hope so. But there um, was more there was more backstage rumors about this whole situation with CM Punk. Now I know we're not the biggest fans of Fightful, but they usually have the best information when it comes to that kind of stuff. So um I was looking online and looking to see what they had said about it and essentially um just to go back over it cm punk challenged hangman adam page to a rematch on august 17th episode of AEW dynamite but according to wrestling observer which like i said sometimes you can kind of take wrestling observer with a grain of salt sometimes they're right and believable yeah sometimes they're right not gonna lie and like but a lot of times they're wrong or they have the facts misinterpreted. So <clears throat> they were supposed to, they said that match was not planned. That was impromptu. And um, they were able to actually confirm that that's actually true. So they said that Punk beat Cage at AEW Dynamite. And, um, okay. And they said, Punk beat a page at AEW double or nothing earlier in the year before having to leave for um, his injury. And then before that, there was word that Punk and Page weren't really seeing eye to eye on some of the promo material that 
was on an episode of Dynamite that built up to their match. So according to them, according to Fightful and some other sources, they say that it was to the point that CM Punk met with AEW higher-ups and the context of the promo, and to talk about the context of Paige's promo, it says the, um, uh, what's his name? The source voices of wrestling said that they heard that Punk had told others after the meeting in May that he probably would, he wouldn't lose to Hangman Adam Page, which that didn't happen. Obviously, he's still champion. Um, or he became champion. Yeah. It says that Fightful was told that um, uh, AEW felt that the situation that unfolded on August 17th was unfair to Paige. And if he and wasn't aware that he and they, he wasn't aware of it. They said that even if he was aware, he what would he have done? You know, charged the ring to pass Tony Khan, interrupted a promo he knew wasn't he wasn't supposed to be a part of. There was no way Paige could have won in that situation. Fightful was also told that Hangman Page was in the building the night that this promo went out, but they haven't heard that he responded in any particular way. It says that the people that they talked to that said that Paige isn't a confrontational person and is generally well-liked among the roster. It says a belief among several on the roster that they spoke to was that Punk believed Paige went into business for himself, leading into their double or nothing match, and that Punk may have seen that August 17th promo as a receipt. It's important to note that this was locker room speculation as opposed to Punk telling anyone directly that that's what this was. Um, it says from Punk's end of things, there was a hangman promo that alluded to Punk's issues with Colt Cabana happened and didn't set well with Punk. He said there was also another promo that happened during a week where Punk wasn't at the show that accelerated it. And they said that Punk shot at Paige happened with Paige present. And that's how Punk That's how punk, yeah. Hold on a second. Yeah, I need. We need to talk about that Colt Cabana thing too, because that's. If it's true, that's some bullshit. That is some absolute bullshit. But I mean, what? What was he gonna do? And like, honestly, would he even get in trouble for going off script? Because we know how, how Tony Khan is. Tony Khan wants the shiny toy. And that shiny toy right. right now is Phil. Right. Everyone who's been there since the beginning, basically, fuck you. I got this guy. And I'm telling you, he was the fucking end game. He was the end game this entire fucking time. Now, the thing with Colt Cabana, if y'all don't know, um, pretty much, it's a very, very messy story. Um, Punk and Colt used to be friends. They were very close. They came up in the indie scene together, like best friends, right? So when Phil left WWE, he was attempting to sue them due to medical negligence because he got a staph infection. You Google it, Google it. It's it's ridiculous. But um, Colt helped Punk out with the court cost 
Now, this is just what we've heard. I don't know the full story, but I'm letting y'all know this is just what we know. So uh, Cabana helped him with the court costs. And Punk was like, oh, yeah, man, thanks for helping me. I'll hit you back. He never paid Colt Cabana back. And Colt's just kind of like, hey, man, I know you're like my friend, ride or die, be it BBF or BFF, but where's my money? And to this day, Colt Cabana has not seen one damn red cent from uh, from Punk for that. And well, he did sue him, didn't he? I think he like, sued they him. Had a whole lawsuit, and I think Colt ended up dropping it. I I don't remember. It's it's that's why I told people to Google it. It's there's so much to it. But if I you notice, ended up dropping it. I do think. Didn't he? I do think that he ended up dropping it. I'm not quite sure. Okay. Um, just Google, Google's your best friend, kids. Because like I said, right now, I got sinuses kicking my ass. And I can't remember stuff. But um, if you notice, ever since Punk, showed, Punk has showed up in AEW, Colt Cabana has been seen less and less. Um, I don't know if he's been on Dark Evolution, but as for the main show, he wasn't like in main events, but he was always in the tag team with Dark Order. Dark Order was always being seen because Cole Cabana is a big indie star. He's an indie legend. He's MJF's kayfabe dad. Like, it's funny. Um, and uh, ever since Punk showed up, you, you haven't seen Colt. Now, Colt did have a match um, at the Ring of Honor pay-per-view. But besides that, I have not, I personally have not seen him on AEW programming, like the main shows. So if he's showing up on the dark, like AEW Dark or AEW Dark Evolution or whatever it's called, please let me know. Because I just don't have time in my week to watch all that all that wrestling, especially all those squash matches. So that was just like a little quick preview into why CM Punk may have been mad at what Punk, what Hangman said about Colt Cabana or what he alluded to. Because I can't really see Hangman like calling a you know a dig like that, especially when everybody says he's so well liked. Like that just seems like it'd be very. It might have been that something that CM Punk perceived, but it may not have been true. You know. So, yeah. <clears throat> but Heyman's a good guy. Even people who like are in WWE and they know of him or they've interacted with them, they have nothing but nice things to say about him. Right. That's why I'm saying like something, something might have been a miscommunication here. This wasn't like, oh yeah, um, CM Punk hates him. You know what I'm saying? Like. Or like, oh, I'm hanging out on the page, just talking shit. Like, something about that doesn't seem right, you know? No. It's just, I don't like it. I don't like this whole thing. And I've never liked it when it announced he was coming back. I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. Because we've talked about it so much that one of our biggest issues with AEW is that you have the talent. You just don't know what to do with it. But you want to keep pushing the old guard. CM Punk is part of the old guard. And, well, yeah. and, like I, and like I said earlier, I can understand if it was like Edge coming back and at the Royal Rumble because he'd been gone nine, 10 years because of his neck. That was the feel-good moment of 2020 on a day that we fucking needed a feel-good moment. Let's be completely honest on that. Um, you have Lita and Trish coming back. They each had like Lita had her match with Becky, 
I think. Yeah, it was at um, uh, Saudi. Saudi, yeah. So she had her match with Becky. Fresh had her match with Charlotte. They both did amazing. But anytime they come back, they do amazing. But you don't see them staying around longer than they need. Like Edge has came back, but he hasn't made a run at the title. No. No, I don't think he really – well, he has, but he didn't have any intention of winning it. And even if he does, he won't hold it for long, and it'll be to put somebody else over. Right. So, like, Edge is not trying to relive glory days. He's just trying to have the fair shot of finishing out his career without killing somebody else's in the process. That's not the same thing that's happening with CM Punk. No. So just to well, make sure everybody has all the info – on this to make sure we get everything clear it says that some of the sources with this situation they claim that cm punk was often has often verbally expressed his displeasure about things including so recently mm-hmm. so including recently so blatantly that they thought he might end up quitting the company um, they say that some close to him said that he may have almost decided to stay home instead of coming to the august 17th dynamite but don't think he would have quit. We haven't been given any indication that he plans on leaving um, AEW, but one veteran said they have heard of threats being levied. This is all rumor and speculation, though, because there is an update coming up where that can help clear some things up. So they did say that the match between Moxley and Punk is scheduled for the August 24th episode of Dynamite, and that was a late decision. That was not something that was predetermined. They said they haven't been told about how late it was or when. And when they asked AEW higher ups for contacts, they didn't plan on, they didn't give them any. They haven't right. heard the crux of what led to CM Punk's frustrations. They don't know why he's so frustrated or so, you know, upset. Um, they said that him hypothetically not showing up to Dynamite, whether it be changed in the match, Hangman's jab back in May. Or otherwise, it was it was all hypothetical. But it also says that the um, allegations or the statements made that Punk threatened to quit do not reflect their report. They said that any any saying that Punk threatened to not show up because of the months old issues do not reflect the report, and we don't have the information to know or definitely know what led to that. They said, as far as we know, as far as who didn't know. The hangman aspect of the promo was coming. No staff that was aware of it happening. And we're also told that hangman was supposedly unaware as well. So this um, situation is a little bit more deeper than what is being led on to believe. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing that you can take away from the Fightful report is that obviously there's some animosity going on. But just like I have said many times, Phil is always going to be Phil. He was like that in WWE. And while I am not like going to sit here and go, WWE was perfect. Obviously, it was Phil that was fucked up. We know that that's not true because we've heard it from even some of the people who have the best relationships with WWE that it can be a bit taxing on the person when you're constantly trying and trying and trying and it's not enough or they don't want you to be at the top. So they put obstacles in your way so you can't get there. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, well, yeah, now you know how it is to be black. But anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it for Phil, it was a situation of 
I'm here, the crowd loves me, I'm popular, just push me already. When he finally started getting the push, then it was, well, I demand this, I demand that. Well, they're getting ice cream bars, why can't I have that? They're getting this, why can't I have that? Okay, fine, Phil gets ice cream bars. Okay, fine, he gets this, he gets that. Let me let let me let me just play devil's advocate, okay? And Nicole, if you're listening, I hope you're proud of me for using that. Uh, <laughs> so let's just play devil's advocate. Let's say that all this stuff is true, right? Okay. Let's just, let's just allegedly say that all this stuff is true, right? Okay. You have known about punk's behavior ahead of time because like you said he's only in business for himself yeah he does not care who he steps on to get where he is because of all this like i'll be honest with you phil 20 something years ago when you first started you were good you were good but 20 years has passed everyone's older we're not as as i sneeze and my tailbone hurts um we're not all like no no pun intended we're not the young bucks we used to be anymore and you're not the draw that you used to be so you realize that wrestling has evolved and i always say wrestling needs to evolve because if you don't evolve you get stuck and now wwe is finally hitting the evolve button because they got new people and it's not going to happen right away but at least they're trying you have had so long to try to make yourself a better image, right? But you're horrible to your fans on, on social media. You're a diva backstage. And I think more than anything, if this is all true, and he allegedly wanted to walk out or not come back to work, it's because he knows he's in the same boat as Chris Jericho. He needs wrestling more than wrestling needs him. This is true. In story. He's one of those guys who just, they think because of their name, they can keep coasting on it. Because, like, isn't it funny how AEW, apparently, all you have to do is win seven matches straight and you get a world title shot. But Punk really didn't have any major matches i will say i only disagree with the part that he was really good when he first got there i remember cm punk in ecw and on the main roster and as far as i was concerned he was middle of the road as far as i was concerned in terms of wrestling um he had a good move which was to go to sleep but Come to find out, that wasn't even his. You know, he got it from a guy in New Japan. I don't know his name. That's for Nicole Steele. So I am sorry, Nicole. <laughs> I know the name. I just I can't think about can't it right now. Name. I know it starts with an H. I don't. And I don't want to say the wrong name. name. So I don't want to say the wrong name, and I don't want to mess anything up. But respect. I'm not disrespecting you. I just don't want to say something stupid. So. <laughs> And I know that Nicole's probably going to get in my ass, but I am so sorry. New Japan is not my my cup of tea, so I am not aware of everybody that comes from over there. But he got it from him, and that was his move. 
And so like everybody knows it now by CM Punk, at least us in the States do, but that's not even his. So his greatest quality in wrestling does not even belong to him. And as far as I was concerned, technical wise, ring wise, he was basic. He was very bare bones and not in a good way. So I, do I, if, does he have any quality matches that are like great? Yeah. His match with, with Jeff Hardy to me was probably one of my favorites and one of his best. Other than that, I'm sure he's had high-profile matches. You know, he's had matches with, C- with um, John Cena. He's had matches with other wrestlers. He's had feuds with guys. Triple H, the list goes on. He's had it all, right? Yeah. But we're talking quality over quantity. And a lot of times what people think, what people remember and what they and what actually happened are two different things. So you remember the great promos, you remember the back and forth, but I bet you any amount of money you don't fucking remember the matches. You never do. Because it's always about the story, so most of you say. But then mm. when you actually go back and watch and rewatch that shit, now as an adult, it's not as good as you remember it to be. Because we were seeing it through different eyes then. So when CM Punk first came around, I was a teenager, you know? So, and at the time that he was in ECW, I didn't see anything special. So I kind of understood where WWE was coming from. Like, okay, he's just an average dude. Like he wasn't even Billy Kidman and Paul London quality in my opinion, Mm-mm. right? And they're some of the best wrestlers technically that I've seen that I can remember from those days of wrestling. Him, them too, Brian Kendrick, like they were in that mid-card, high flyer, tag team realm that I just thought was like so much fun and spectacular to watch. Jamie Noble, Jamie Noble. Yeah, Jamie Noble was more of like, to me, he was more of a ground and pound technical guy. And he didn't get a lot of respect either, but he was really good at what he did. And I think that's, that's also another thing that a lot of people tend to kind of push to the side. Oh, you mentioned those names. It's just like, yeah, they were all right, but they were no Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, well, when you go back and watch Stone Cold Steve Austin's matches, they weren't that great either. The reason why Stone Cold Steve Austin became so great is because he was a working man's character. And it was about his promo skills. It was about his back and forth, the way he and Vince structured their feuds to where he was always up against it with his boss was ingenious. It was the smartest thing they've ever done because Mm -hmm. what it did was essentially give, and I don't want to use race into it, but I really want you to understand where I'm coming from. So what it did was it gave the working class middle white man a hero that looked like them, that talked like them, that they get to see. So it's like you, especially those who have a boss like Vince McMahon was. So you have those parallels going, and even with black people, like, I remember seeing that shit, and I'm just like, man, I got a teacher that's just like Miss McMahon, like, right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, my dad had a boss like that. My mom had a boss like that. We all have either come across some type of authority figure that had that God complex, you know? Oh, my God. My it's dad. Like- my No, my dad, because I told you, my dad used to love Stone Cold, even though he was the boss. He remembered from, like, his early teens, his 20s, like bosses that didn't give a shit and he kind of I mean he would be like oh he shouldn't be doing that but at the same time I look over at him and he's just like get that motherfucker get that motherfucker (laughs) 
Shout out to my dad. He turned 70 this week, man. Yeah, shout out to Pops. So, but no, it's, it's just like he... To steal from Don, not steal, I'm going to borrow. But we were talking to this about not only Janae and Nicole, but Don and Rico and Kenny and Nicole. And Don said that he would always say that he's the voice for the voiceless. That's right? Yeah. The voiceless have their voice now. You can't say Don, that anymore. Don is 100% right. Because at that time, though, what, what he was talking about, it was easier for him to do it because social media wasn't as popping as it is now. But now, anybody can have a voice. Anybody can be heard. Anybody can be seen. So that moniker doesn't work for him in that regard because it, it never was true to begin with and i know a lot of people are probably going to go gas oh, but it really wasn't that was just his way of getting over and while it worked for him i'm not shitting on him for that it obvious that in his behavior that that was not true and right. i've always been a firm believer that when two sides are telling a story there's always some truth to each side and I believe that he was um, difficult to deal with because we've seen shades of that outside of WWE. Let's take his stance on the challenge. He got into it with many of the players on the challenge for some of the reasons were just bullshit. But like, it was just, he had a shitty attitude and a shitty disposition. He's extremely arrogant and he comes across as pompous and mm-hmm. rude and mm-hmm. a lot of people are not willing to accept that bullshit from you. Now, this is no shade to AJ Lee because she married him. She's, she loves him. She knows him on a different level than we do. Oh, all, so all, all, no. Him, no, all the shade to that bitch because they deserve I, each other. I'm not talking about that. We're not going to go there. I'm not saying that she's perfect in hers because she has some shit in her own right. But, like, she sees a side of him that's different from the side that he shows the public, which most men like CM Punk. If they actually have a nicer side, no one's going to see that, but a person that they genuinely love. And I think he does love his wife, which is fine. He should. And I think she genuinely loves him. However, there's an aspect of vulnerability that she gets to see. And there's a softer side to him that she gets to see that he doesn't afford to everyone else. And I don't think that he should give that to everybody. Not everybody should have access to you like that. But I do think that he should not be such a dick. And that's that's the vibe that you get from him is that he's a fucking dick. Like, and that's not even just character. That's him. Like, all day, every day, he's always finding some kind of fucking quip to put online so he can get, oh, punk is out here. Yeah, he's got the shit, bro. Like, it's like Jesus, like, do you know, like, for years they have been pining for him to come back to wrestling. He finally does, and he underperforms. He underperforms. And that's and the only aspect that he actually did anything was in his promos. And even those could have been better, okay? Yeah. He underperforms, and they still treated him like a fucking god. And I was like, I don't get it. If this was John Cena, y'all would be nailing his ass to the cross right now. You know what? My friend Linus said the same damn thing. Nailing him to the cross. 
if it was anybody coming back, if it was anybody coming back to WWE, and he even said Charlotte, if Charlotte came back and fucked up one time on the microphone, people would be on her ass like fucking herpes. Like, no. I'm like, why are you, like, why does he get so much, oh, he's been gone for 10 years. So that's his life. It wasn't like he didn't have opportunities. He was afforded opportunities. He chose to not take them. So, so no, was Edge. Like so was MVP. MVP's almost fifty. About? MVP's almost fifty years old, and when he wrestles, he doesn't do it a whole lot. But he still does more than what fucking CM Punk does. And he ain't trying to do nothing more than what he can do. And I'm just like this whole thing with him. But just to get back to the the situation in AEW, mm-hmm. this whole thing with Paige and him. It's just batshit crazy to me. But I'm like I said in the chat, like I'm not surprised. Because I he's ju- he just has an innate um he just has that innate attack in him to just fuck shit up. Yeah. And I'm I just don't see this working out well. I feel like within the next year or two, he's gonna people are gonna start walking. And it's gonna be because of him. And now you and like like Nicole always says and like shout out to her because she she's just she has been right foresight. She has been right about everything since she was just like he he's gonna be part of the reason for their downfall. And if Tony Khan doesn't start putting his big boy jaws on and putting his foot down, that company's gonna fall. And he she's absolutely right. And it's mainly because CM Punk's gonna try to run that company from Tony Khan. He's going to do it. And he's going to do it because he knows that Tony Khan admires him. He knows that Tony Khan's going to do whatever he says because he's like looking up to his hero. And that's the difference. And this is where it and goes that's back not to Cody. good. That is not. But this is where like, it goes back to Cody, though. The difference between Cody and CM Punk is that Cody would not have allowed the company to go to the hole just for him. He's, he's egotistical. I ain't going to take that from him. And yes, he oh, yeah. wanted all the glory and he wanted all the admiration. He wanted that. Okay. And to a certain extent, he deserved it. Okay. I ain't going to shit on Cody too much because I did enough of that. So no, I, get, I get what, I get what you're saying. No, I get what you're saying about Cody he because I'm done not... that. He would not have killed that company just so he could be the number one guy. He wouldn't have done that. But no, CM and Punk I will. And I think, like, that's why Cody left, because, like, look, everyone in wrestling has an ego. Just pure and simple. Everybody has a fucking ego, because you're on TV, you're wrestling, you're doing all that. Just think of it this way. Look at all the super egos you have back there. Jericho being one of them. Right. Then you got some people, like Sammy Guevara, who have an ego. And he needs to be checked because, boy, you ain't like, sir, you are not ready to eat at the adults' table. Go sit your ass down. I don't know why you have an ego, but look at this guy. But you have these guys, and I'm not saying the girls don't have it, but you have these guys that have these super fucking egos. Jericho don't like punk. From what I've heard, Jericho and punk do not get along. Now who, now who, Batman, 
who was Tony Khan's favorite and let him do all these stupid ass things, mimosa fucking Jericho. battles and shit. He let Jericho pretty much do whatever he wants. That's what he did. Jericho's not going to play second. As much as I don't like the man, we all know Jericho's not going to play second fiddle to anybody. He'll be going back to the East soon to get that ring. He wants that ring. If you notice, he's been real quiet about this in WWE for a really long time now. Because mm-hmm. someone's probably like, if you want that ring, you need to shut the fuck up, good sir. Especially with Triple H at the helm. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't get it. I mean, anytime... I think, honestly, I mean, I know, like you said, he has, like, some kind of, like, sensitive side. He shows his wife and, you know, more power to guys who are like that, especially, in like, involved in something very highly testosterone-filled like pro wrestling. But you're kind of like Ivelisse, dude. I never hear anything good coming out about you. And at first, everybody was just stoked that he was there. But, um... I was just like, okay, like, I'm not shitting on it. I'm just telling you what I see. And I'm like, I know that he's going to do this because he's done it before. Like, I'll put it to you this way. Who goes to a UFC fight or goes to a company and tells the owner, I'm not fighting on no undercard. I'm the biggest draw. So I'm going to fight on the main card. When you have no lead-up matches, nothing to prove that you're capable of fighting on the main card. You're just going off of the fame that you've acquired through WWE. People are not thinking. And they're just like, well, CM Punk's the guy. He's he's a GOAT. And I'm like, no, he's not. How is he a GOAT? He's a guy who's, who always felt like he was being held back, held back his entire life. He finally gets to the E. And he proves them wrong. Granted, he proves them wrong at getting over and being one of the top guys. Right? We're all here for that. We're all here right. for that. And then, but then, when you finally get it, instead of you, and I get it, like, you proved them wrong, and now you're going to stick them. You're going to get it where it hurts. You get what you want. You're getting your money. You're getting paid. You're working. Everything is going your way, so you say. And then, like, there are some things that you have to still fight for. Some things Paul still has to fight for, to which I understand. There was a lot of pushback for him. But you you start grandstanding. Like, you go out there and cut that promo, and everybody's like, the infamous mic drop. And it's just like, yeah, it's a, it was a good promo. I'm not going to shit on it. But it was distasteful in terms of, the company you're working for, the people that you're with, it harmed them more in your backstage relationship than it did. So at riddle me this, Batman. Like, tell me how that helped your situation with you going out there and cutting a promo that was unauthorized to a company that already wants your head on the platter. They are looking for a reason to get rid of you. Now, mm-hmm. granted, they boosted themselves with this promo. They were like, okay, look, he did it. The reaction to it is great. Let's just keep it. Let's just keep rolling with it. Right? Right. But how did that help your situation? It couldn't have helped. It had to make things worse. That is 
all a part of the way that you operate in terms of how you feel, which leads me to believe that one of two things is probably true. You either lack the confidence and security to instill in yourself that you are who you are, or you wholeheartedly believe that you're better than you are. Either way, you're still on the, the extreme side of the spectrum because to have confidence is not to be arrogant. Right. So in, in my opinion, from what I've seen, and this is not just WWE characterism and shit. This is shit that we've seen him operate on social media, on television shows. And yeah, 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 you can say it's all a character of rah, 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 bullshit. That shit he does on Twitter, that's him. That's him. Yep. Through and through. And he used to tweet out some of the most fucked up shit the most disgusting shit to his fans and like niggas is still sitting up there like yo cm punk one of the realest really that fool just cussed you out like in front of everybody in front of the whole fucking world and that's, literally that's, took your ass to the night water and you're and sitting up here sucking his dick are you kidding me and that's the thing like, i don't under i don't understand the sadomasochistic relationship he has like his fans have with him y'all will pop for this man who would more than likely call you a bitch online for disagreeing with him. But when Biggie and Xavier and Kofi and all of them want to come out here and be them, y'all are dragging them. Yeah. Make that make yep. sense. And I know I'm using New Day, but like, cause I've had like, why is the white girl using all the black wrestlers all the time? Cause bitch, I'm seeing the ones who get dragged the most. Shayna Baszler is like people are coming for her because apparently she's bullying Liv after she kicked her in the face on SmackDown, and that I'm just shit like, was funny. I'm like, wife, hello, wife, I love you. Me and Dakota Kai may fight, I may get my ass whooped more than likely, but it'd be worth. It. That shit was hilarious. I she was like, every minute of that. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I was just like, shit. <laughs> But like, you know, you never see, but you never see people like if you're a fan that crosses the line, then you fucking deserve it. Okay. Like you deserve to get chewed out by these people because if you're going to be assholes to them, they should be assholes to you right back. But the fact that you got like people will praise this man, like he's a wrestling God or something like that. And he doesn't give a shit about anybody. He doesn't care because he knows that people are like, it's CM Punk. And it's just like, look, I'm not going to lie. I was a CM Punk fan back in the day. I taped my arms up just like he did. It was a bitch to get off. Pretty sure I lost (laughs) skin when I took it off. And, um, but, you know, it was cool because I liked his character. I liked the straight edge i liked all that you know and it used to drive my friends crazy because they're like how can you like the straight edge guy and i'm like just the fact that pisses you off this is why i like him but it's just like the more and more i learned about him as a person he just seems like a very negative person and what the last three years of wrestling it seems like has shown there's a lot of shitty people in this industry. And I don't want to give my energy to support somebody who's an overall piece of shit. Right. 
Like Kenny Omega can be goofy as hell, but Kenny Omega don't do anything stupid. I give Cody shit. Cody don't do anything stupid. Facts. Uh, who's another one that uh who used to tear up? Yeah. Uh, the Young Bucks, like the Young Bucks, they might buy some some <laughs> some fake shoes, but they ain't out here doing nothing ignorant. Like they'll they'll try to start like Twitter beef or whatever, and people are just like, "You bought counterfeit Dior sneakers." You can't come back from that. Sit your ass right. down. Um, right. Young Bucks, Adam Page, Adam Al Cole. Page very much a um, a quiet dude. Like, he's very, like, I, he's the closest thing to a saint in wrestling you're going to get. Like, I love him. And he deserves everything nice. And, you know. Um, Adam Cole, another one. He's real Adam Cole. online. Uh, like, that dude don't ever be getting it. He play his video games. And he's straight. Seth, Bianca, Becky. Seth used um, to be, but Seth grew up a lot. You know, he, Seth he matured. Right. He got a daughter, wife. He like he ain't trying to be out here living in in no bullshit. He, he ain't, ain't for the streets. He ain't for the streets anymore. Bianca Montez. Miz. Miz and Maurice. Miz. Miz don't be online tripping. You can expect him to, but he don't. The, it's so cute because the only time I see Miz on on social media is like Instagram. He has a TikTok, which is funny because he did that teenage dirtbag trend when everyone was using that clip of him when he was at Woodstock. I'm just like, okay, that's funny. But it's just like he don't do anything. He does his he does his job. He goes home to Maurice. He goes home to his daughters. They do their show. He and yeah. that's it. And you know, like the character wise, we may not like them, but it's like at the same time. When's the last time you heard Mandy Rose doing stupid shit? She don't do nothing. And I like I shit on Mandy a yeah. lot. I give Mandy hell. But I don't I've never disrespected her like in real life. Like I might say some shit about her character wise, but no, like real talk, Mandy's cool. She chill as fuck. So is Sonya. Yeah. Like they don't they don't be online trying to fuck people up or argue with people about shit because they don't have time for that they just don't and like charlotte don't either no she'll respond if somebody is like attacking her personally you know charlotte will like shut that shit down like quick like she ain't playing oh and while we in the middle of it you have to watch her broken skull sessions it's really good i know that charlotte isn't one of your favorite characters but ashley is who you're gonna see in the Broken Skull sessions. I'll give it a chance. I think think you'll get a better understanding of her when you see her because you're going to see Charlotte because she's Charlotte, right? Yeah. But when she starts talking and you start hearing what she's talking about and the way she's talking about it, the humility comes out. And that's that's when you're like, okay, that's Ashley. Okay. I'll watch it. It's a very cool thing to see. I'll watch it uh, like sometime this week. Not Tuesday. Tuesday, I'm gonna be a very busy girl on Tuesday. Hell yeah, Alexis is going to the concert. I have not only do I start my second semester of college, and I am ready to, for to get this, these bullshit classes out of the way, so I can focus Hell mainly yeah. on my major. I finally get to go see after three fucking years. No, at this point, thirteen years. Right. I finally get to see my chemical romance one more time, and I'm so excited about that. 
but you know what the wait my it, it i feel like it'll be just worth it it will it'll be just be worth it and then you'll just be like i'm glad that i waited because now i get to appreciate them even more as an adult oh yeah so but like um but yeah like not to get off track but it's just like a lot of wrestlers mostly like like sammy callahan perfect example sammy you don't he is hardly on social media he don't do anything stupid last thing i majorly remember him doing was like spitting on cornet which i think is funny because cornet probably cornet deserved it for what he said about sunny kiss anyway but sammy callahan you never hear anything from him like a lot of these wrestlers, they know it's just like they are in the public eye. And this isn't like, you know, the 90s where they didn't have social media, that not everybody has a Twitter. Like Mox, Mox has a Twitter and he has an Instagram, I think, but he never uses he them. Use he hates no. social media. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure if, if it's anything, it's just a retweet for like AEW. And I'm like, oh, Renee's back on his account, like, you know, joking around about it. Like, okay. <laughs> like, um, if, I think he does have like a social media manager or whatever. If it's Renee, just, then whatever. I don't have an issue with that. He just, he but doesn't like, do it. And I don't blame him because it's, it's a right. Roman either. doesn't use his Twitter as oh, often God. as people think he does. I think he has a social media manager as well. And he just tells them what to say. And then, you know, he tweets it out. And then every now and then he might tweet out something to help further a storyline along or to retweet or tweet something that he's doing with like Boys and Girls Club or like with the cancer stuff that he does um, with that work. So like Roman doesn't do much um, on social media either. He has the accounts, but someone else runs that shit for him. Which I think is, which I think is smart, honestly. Hell yeah. That's another thing, Nicole was talking about with a lot of people people who are at the top of the mountain in the e like bailey sasha um becky charlotte seth miz um roman uh the usos you know like naomi like they should have social media managers i understand they want to have their own identity online they want to be able to feel like they are in control right mm-hmm. but at the same time to protect one your anonymity and two to have some peace like some things you just should not be concerned with right like i um, i wouldn't be concerned because like if i was a wrestler and i had like a family and stuff going on like you know i wouldn't want to put pictures like of me at disney or wherever like me and my family or i don't even do that now like my Facebook right. is is locked down. Like we're not even friends on Facebook, and I am okay with it. But like, I don't like putting shit on social media because what? I don't want. I know this sounds weird. Why don't you want to be my Facebook friend, man? Okay, man. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. And so, we are on TikTok. So I'm not really on Facebook anymore either. So I'll send you a friend request. Fine. Good good because i deserve it thank you very much but like i don't want people to know like where we're going like my family went on vacation this summer and me and my husband were just like we're not putting anything until we come back and i'm like i am i mean that's smart like who i'm fine i've never seen anybody like when people do that they do 
like weird shit like they'll find out where you live and they'll post rent into your house and, and i don't like and I don't want to do that. And I just like as a re- if I was a wrestler or like anybody like in caliber that has to do with wrestling, like on screen, I wouldn't want people to know where the hell I'm at. Like, like I said, right. I would if I like me and me had this conversation before. Like, if I was a pro wrestler and they forced me to have a Twitter account, I would be an absolute menace with it. I would just be like taking pictures of my feet. Oh. <laughs> I'd be just like taking pictures of like sushi. Um, no captions. Like it, yeah, like I, there it would be like no, like no captions. I would just be like a picture of my shoe, and then like I a random. Love Oscar's Twitter and Instagram. And then she a random cat. Hilarious. And then like a I cover of a, her. like a cover of a punk band album, a Spice Girl <laughs> album. Like I would be an absolute menace. They would hate me. I'd be like, well, y'all want me to have social media? This is, you know. Yeah, no, we didn't want you to do that shit. We didn't ask for that. We did Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, what we were getting to was that, you know, you if they have social media, good. Because you know what? You don't want to he- see stuff like, and I have learned with TikTok that the block button is great. Because if you don't want to interact with people and they're just stupid, you block them. You don't have to deal with them ever again. I wouldn't, and I, I, I wouldn't want that. Because I would just be like, why are you coming after me for? You're coming after something my character did on TV. I'm over here having a good old time eating tacos and drinking beer. And like, why are you trying to kill my vibe with this? It's just that, and to like segue back to punk, it's just, she just was disrespectful. And I just disrespectful. this is not the first time that he's done this. This is multi- This is a culmination of his behavior. And I'm just, I am of a firm believer that this is not the end. This is just the beginning. And things are going to get worse. And by the time it is caught, by the time people catch on and figure it out, we are already light years ahead and they're behind per the usual. They're so blinded by what is being provided that they're not seeing where this could possibly go. Like, and I know what people are probably going to be thinking listening to this. Well, oh, you guys are praising WWE right now because WWE's putting out amazing products according to you guys. No, 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 no. I am not an idiot. I know that everything looks really shiny right now. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Well, the next year or two, we'll see how shiny it looks. Because Triple H is not far from Vince McMahon. He just understands that match quality means something. He also understands that when you put something new out there, you kind of have to let it sit for a little bit before you pull it. And he understands the trends and the times better than Vince does because he's closer to it. Not to to mention all his daughters are like teenagers and they they see the patterns before anybody else. Right. But where they are the same is in how they book. They are not far from each other when it comes to that. So when they say, yeah, Triple H is righting the wrongs, he's bringing back the guys he shouldn't have fired. Yeah, those are his babies. Those are his kids. He fathered them. So when they're repetitive with these repetitious champions, like you said you hated, which is what I kept hearing over and over again. Oh, we're sick of Drew. Oh, we're sick of Bobby Lashley. Oh, we're tired of Roman. Oh, we're tired of Brock. All right. I've been tired of Roman so, for a while, though. So when Seth gets at the, he- the helm, 
then we'll see when when Kevin gets at the helm, then we'll see when they start pulling in Cross because Cross is already in title contingency and his ass just got back. Cody, when Cody comes back. When it's Cody, because this is going to be the round. Cody, Kevin, Seth, Karrion, Drew. And after Drew's title reign, he's going to take another break. So after Drew, you're going to have, if Gargano comes back, it's going to be Gargano. It's going to be Champa. Once Champa breaks away from Miz, it's going to be him. So those are the seven guys that are going to be running in full circle around those two titles if they split them back up. I want to hear the same animosity for those guys that you had for the guys who came before them. I don't want to see any change up. Well, this is different from what we were getting before. No, No. it's not. This is NXT Black and Gold on the main roster, bro. And And riddle me this. Watching that. So, but you know, the, the, you weren't you weren't watching it, but you're screaming from the rooftops that you want it back, right? But you weren't watching it. You you weren't watching it, and it's like, dude. And then you go, oh, well, I'm not watching NXT Nickelodeon. That shit's ass. Okay, well then don't fucking watch it then. NXT 2.0 is exactly what it needs to be. It is developmental, and it's the hell. The person who's running it is y'all's favorite, Shawn Michaels. Hmm. Shawn Michaels is the guy. He is the one in charge of NXT 2.0 right now. To which why that slow progression of the show is slowly but surely started to kind of pull itself together so you can kind of see what it was trying to be under Pritchard. It started to fix itself. You could see it. Those obvious those changes obviously came from when the change in regime came about. All right. So yeah. You're like, you're not watching it and yet you're shitting on it. But then when you watch it, you're like, yeah, this isn't for me. It's because the indie darlings aren't there wrestling and these guys are homegrown talent. They're being taught as they're working, they're learning. You know, they're going on the road. They're doing NXT live shows, which is what they should be doing. So they can get more acclimated into camera work, test out new things and work better. Hard, not harder, but better. You know what I'm saying? And then you're like, I don't want to watch this because the, look, look, it's too bright. Like, who wants to watch this little kitty shit? Who the fuck like, there's cares? Nothing, there's nothing about the way NXT looks that makes it kitty. There's a grown man walking around with a rainbow on his belt, bro. Like, that shit's stupid, man. It's fucking baby Steiner. The Steiner brothers like, always I mean, wore shits like that. I've seen more colors on his gear than on his belt, to be honest with you. So, I Like, that... That I, 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 people just bitch to bitch. They're so concerned about this, but it's like y'all weren't watching the product beforehand, so why does it fucking matter now? And it's we've all, and I mean, we've seen the people who have been called up way too early from NXT. Lacey Evans and Mandy are perfectly good examples. Yeah, they don't know what to do with Lacey. Because, and I, I love think Lacey. They, they did, but Lacey's problem was ring wise. She was not ready. She was. She had. She had some skill. I'm not gonna shit on Lacey too much. Lacey no. was prepared character wise, ring wise. She got exposed when she went up against Charlotte, and that's when things started to go a little bit downhill for her. Even Charlotte is the type of girl you go in the ring with her. Everybody that she's gone up against has given 150 percent every fucking time. So well, Charlotte's then, gonna expect that no matter who you who you are, and if you ain't giving Charlotte's not gonna dumb down her ring work to make you look good. 
what was the what was it? I I remember when she started that feud with uh with Becky too when they were p- trying to put her the same. I mean, it was the same thing with Mandy. They put her. They put Mandy with Oscar, and Mandy got exposed. Right. Big time. Yeah. Big time. Because I remember watching that match. It was on a pay per view. I can't remember which one it was, but I remember watching that, and I was talking to you guys, and I'm like, "This is bad." Like this it isn't on, um, this is Fastlane. That I'm was like, one this... I went to. And I'm just thinking, like, this is bad. This is really bad. Like Oscar is fucking running around circles with you. And all you keep doing is spamming that damn knee. Mm-hmm. You got and I think that was the same thing with Lacey. She got exposed. And it's just like I liked your character, but she got exposed with Charlotte. And then when she tried to do that thing with, with Becky, when they were putting her in championship title contingency, it wasn't working. Like Becky Lynch, I will drag fire crotch up and down sideways. But like Becky Lynch is a person, I do respect her. I think she is, I think she's a great role model for girls to grow up and, and watch, you know, and, um, you know, Harley loves her and I'm just like, yeah. cool. You know, you've got an awesome role model in wrestling to look up to. That's great. Right. Um, but they, they put her, I know we're, I know we're getting off track, but they put her and she got exposed. And this is the same problem with punk. He does not realize that he's going to get into a match. And I think he already did with Lee Mortar, Lee Moriarty. I cannot pronounce his last name. Yeah. Moriarty. He got into that and he was exposed. The, everyone's like, Oh, it's ring rust. Cause there it goes again. And they got to set that goalpost just a little bit further you know because mm-hmm. like when it come to him it's all yeah like got, they got they just gotta they gotta add an extra 50 yards to that goal post right and they're like it's ring rust and i'm like lita hadn't wrestled in almost 15 years and she, she was came back near perfect molly holly comes back every single i love molly holly she comes back every single rumble that woman's never missed a step when she came back in the first Women's Royal Rumble, I screamed because I was just like, women like Molly fucking deserved it. They never got the chance. Let's go. When she hit that Molly go round and it was like watching that shit like it was 2000, I'm like, God damn. And she still looks amazing. So shout out to Molly Holly. See what happens right. to kids when you're a good person and you mind your business, you age gracefully. <laughs> um, but I just... I know we went off on a on a tangent there, but it's just like they. I just wish that if 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 he, and this 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 goes back to when he first got there, he just was like, "Oh, I'm here for the Darby Allens. I'm here for the Scorpio Skies, and I'm here for the Orange Cassidys and, and the MJFs." I just don't. I did not believe you. I don't believe you. You're lying. You're pandering right now. And I just don't fucking believe you. I never believe that because he just isn't. And I'm sure he exhibited behavior backstage to make it appear that way. But I just don't believe him. I don't believe it. And I, if I'm wrong, I will apologize. I have been no. wrong in the past before. And if I'm wrong, I will apologize and say, you know what, Phil? I was wrong. And you were right. But I, yeah, I but... haven't seen anything that says 
that I'm fucking wrong. And I just don't believe that I am. No, because I don't think, I don't think you're wrong. Because anybody, because when's the last time you heard anybody in the locker room who's not a friend of his say anything nice about him? Mm. He does not seem like a very good person. He seems like a very negative person. And I don't know, and like, I call him the bitter baby mama because that's what he acts like. Yeah, and at this point, like, he, and I won't shit on him because, like, he did say some valid things about the E. Like, he was just like, look at the way they treated Sasha and Naomi. And that's one thing that he does do. Like, he sticks up for the people when they need to be stuck up for. And I, that part, I can't get mad at him for. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, all right, Phil, I got you on that one because you're right. You know what I'm saying? He is not wrong. He was 100% correct about that. It's just his delivery and how he talks about it and how he talks about the E period. It's obviously a touchy subject for him still. And I'm just like, whatever is going on with you and the E and how they treated you, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, like you got to make your peace with it and let it go. And not for the sake of being in the Hall of Fame or, you know, letting bygones be bygones or any shit like that, but just for your own personal sanity. Like, at this point, you just come across like a bitter ex-wife. And like Alexis describes you, it's like a bitter baby mama where, like, you know, your baby moms, you cheated on your baby moms, and now she's withholding your kid from you. Yeah. It's like that. And it's just like, damn, like, at some point it's got you got to he's moved on you're in a whole nother company you're at the pinnacle you're getting all the admiration you asked for all the love you've asked for and you are champion you are numero uno you are the guy like what more do you want is that not enough like have to go full gladiator like are you not entertained like have i not given my all to you what do you want and the thing that makes me even more mad is, like, the fact that, like, and I, I know we keep bringing up Kenny Omega, but I am glad that he's back. Kenny Omega, for two years, wrestled fucking broken. That was Kenny's fault, to be honest. That was, that was Kenny's fault. But you know what? He, he, he wrestled broken. Was it a dumb thing to do? Fuck yes. And if yes. I was Kenny's significant other, I'd probably beat his ass for it, but that's not either here or there. I fucking don't, huh? <laughs> he, um... But anyway, it's just like he, you know, because I remember us reading that article and it's just like, he doesn't know, he didn't know if he was going to come back. He doesn't know how much longer he has because his body's all beaten up. And it's just like, yeah, like, honestly, Kenny Omega has nothing left to prove. The man has already made himself known in wrestling history as probably one of the greatest indie performers to ever lace up a pair of boots. I just, it just goes back to the bitterness I really think it does because it's just like a lot of look, a lot of stuff that he has said, yeah, it's right, it's true. But it comes to think about it, I don't think he until it affects him personally, I don't think he fucking cares. I don't want to say majority of this stuff is a performance, but I don't know. I just don't get it. I don't get good vibes from him, man. I he's in this for himself. He has the ego. He has the ego the size of fucking Saturn. I mean, the I don't know. He's just. I I don't I don't know. I don't fucking know. I don't like him, and I wish he would just go away because we already got I, enough. I, I honestly feel like if he had, if 
I, this situation is isolated. So I will, this, I tend to say, okay, let's wait this out. Alexis is like, you got one shot, one fucking shot. And you've already shot yourself in the foot, bro, literally. So we're good. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing this. I'm, I'm of the belief that, like, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And I'm like, okay, I will overlook this and just be like, oh, maybe it was a situation of miscommunication. Because it seems like there was some kind of miscommunication there. And CM Punk took it a whole, like, took it to heart and really, really dialed in to take out Adam Page mm -hmm. as if Page was, like, disrespecting him or something. So, like, even but though I situations don't... are touchy, it's odd that he would be so mad at Paige, but then he would turn around on Dynamite this past Wednesday and just fucking cook John Moxley. Just destroy him. What did Moxley do to deserve that? Right? Like, so that's like, what I'm saying. The like, contract, are you... It's like, are oh, you... you came in my neck first. Like, were you trying to throw the first shot so you didn't get... So you didn't, you know... You didn't get blindsided by Moxley because Moxley wasn't going to do, Moxley's not much of a talker. You know, he never has been. He'll do it. You know, he'll cut a promo every now and then, but that's not his forte. That's not his no. speed. Moxley's so, like, more of the guy who will whoop your ass before you realize what the hell is actually going on. Yeah, he's going to come in the ring. He's going to stand there and be like, yeah, all right. Yeah, you got me. All right, Boom. bet. I'm not going to he... out. Like, it's, right. it's on. It's fighting him. Like, like fucker, you want to out there, and I mean Alexis. <laughs> you fucked around. You're gonna find out. See, he and, fucking cooked Moxley though. That's the thing. It's like, why the Rips fuck? New asshole. Why the fuck did that happen? Are you like mad that someone was filling in in your spot? Now see, Moxley because you got one, injured. Nah, because be like, if it was me, I would have. I, I would knock his ass out. Ass. And I'd have been like, oh, we're talking about mediocrity. Is that okay. where we're going? Is that where we're going? You, in a generation of ruthless aggression, your best quality is your mouth. And I'm pretty sure the bitches aren't the ones who are talking about it. I would have stomped on his, like, foot, the one that he like, broke. I would have his ass. I would have just stomped on his read. foot, like, really like, hard. He is a sensitive bitch. <laughs> Like, like he is—he is easy to cook. I just tore like, his ass up. See, like, here's the like, thing, okay? Still, you still waiting on your fucking ice cream bars? Is that what the problem is? I would have like, stomped on his foot. But like, here's I, the thing: the guys who I grew up, because like, look, I grew up with guys like Punk. I grew up with guys like Moxley. I grew up with guys like Eddie Kingston. And the guys like. Eddie Kingston, they may run their mouth, but they can back up every single fucking thing that they say. The guys like Moxley, they don't have much to say, but they'll kick your ass. The guys like Punk, who just like continuously run their mouth, they're always the ones who got their ass kicked. Yep. And then they complain about getting their ass kicked. And I'm just like, pick a battle and fucking choose it, dude, because I'm tired. Like, I, like, no, okay, so, and it's funny, there are a lot of people like punk in literally the fucking punk community and you know what they are and we're fighting against them they're fucking gatekeepers yep. these are the ones who are going up to people and they're like oh you're wearing a green day shirt name three green day songs that doesn't have to do with american idiot or the like, anime community 
the, the punk community the anime community like you can't watch my you can't just say i like my hero academia because people oh, will be like because you're in love with deku you're obviously a deku like you're first off i am a kirishima first off i am a kirishima and hawk stand don't get it fucking twisted okay like honestly <laughs> like for real like if you say that you like these things, they just like, oh, you just like it because you're like, you're simp, you're a simp, you're a simp for those guys, man. That's why you like it. No, because first of all, those are first old and like, what was your first anime that you enjoyed? Like Sailor Moon. In the states, we like Sailor Moon. That's what we were fed. Like that's what we saw. Dragon Ball, Sailor Moon, Cowboy Bebop, Outlaw Star. And then like when we got to Toonami, see. That's when we really got to see other animes. Like, we got to see um, Full Metal That's Alchemist. That's what he is. We got to see Inuyasha. We got to see Naruto. We got to Jujutsu see, Kaisen uh, is now the big Kaisen thing. Now. And then Attack on Titan came a few years ago. And, like, they really beefed it up. But my my in anime acclamation, it was Sailor Moon. I watched Sailor Moon at 6 o'clock in the morning every single oh, yeah. day. Every day. And then at night... At 11, I watched Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. We used to watch cool. Dragon Ball. We used to watch Dragon Ball and uh, Gundam Wing. Because Toonami would run it during the day, but at night after 11 o'clock, they would run it on edited. So you would hear them right. like cussing and like a lot more. Well, no, not the violence thing, but they were like not they they would be cussing and, and stuff like that and uh so clean like we could get the yeah the, the unedited version and then it's like i had some asshole because i was just like oh yeah you know i really dig jujitsu kaisen because i'm into that kind of stuff and they're like okay well explain cursed energy and cursed objects i'm like dude do you even know what the fuck they're talking about when they say shit? <laughs> like for real no. but that's what punk is he is a gatekeeper and that's just like everyone that you're seeing, I use the punk community because I'm seeing it. You want to keep these, you want to keep, like just from what I'm saying, you want to keep punk rock away from people because they don't like what you're into. Not everybody needs to listen to the Misfits. Not everybody needs to listen to, well, yes, everyone should listen to Dead Kennedys. Not everybody should listen to No FX. Not everyone should listen to just, you know, US punk or just British punk or who the fuck cares? Like, just listen to what you want to listen to. But it's just like people want to gatekeep it. It's the same thing with the anime community. If you only like new school anime, you're not part of the team. Well, fuck your team. I don't want to be a part of it then. And that's what punk's doing. Punk has realized his time has came and went, and he is running strictly on nostalgia. That's it. Because people will go hard for him. No, this is why I'm I'm getting to the point. People will go hard for him because of nostalgia, because they remember when they were kids how cool CM Punk was. If that's the case, then we got a bigger problem, Sam. I, I'm telling you, I don't that think... That nostalgia tank has got to run out. And it's starting to, because some people are just like, yeah, CM Punk's just not the guy he used to be. Which is true. He could have came in on some older guy shit. Like, I've paid my fucking dues. It's time for you to pay yours. Like, mm-hmm. you got to pay the piper. You want to be at the top of the mountain? You're going to have to go through me. Like, you could have did some shit like that. 
Like, I would have been on some Ric Flair shit, just not maybe as, like, aggressive. No, but, like, but no, and then, like, the shitty thing is, it's because of him. Because you know he's getting paid whatever Tony, whatever he asked, Tony is, like, literally throwing stacks of money at him. Right. We haven't seen NJF in months. No, I I heard that they he's supposed to be coming back. Is he supposed to be gone? Because uh, that's 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 fucked up. That's fucked up. You will throw whatever money you want at this old fucking piece of shit, but you had your ace in the hole. You had the guy who could carry your fucking company. I'm gonna slap the shit out of Tony Khan if I ever see him. My dad almost slapped his dad, so I'm telling him, I told him, I said, Dad, you should have hit him now. Shit. <laughs> I can't. No, because I told you, like, my dad met uh, Chad, or Shad Khan, right? Yeah, you did tell me that. Yeah. Go look for it on Twitter, because it's, it's buried, but it's a long story. <sighs> I, I don't know what else to say, Tiff, because there really isn't much to say. Like we it's just a sack of shit. Or we talked about it at length and we added some extra stuff in there, but the reality is there's gonna be more. And we're probably gonna end up talking about it again. Um but the way I see it is um just stop idolizing people and just look at them as people and um understand that he's a human being and he's gonna make mistakes and he's gonna make some mistakes in AEW. He just is. Um that's no shade to him per se, but I just want it to be clear that y'all Lord and Savior is not perfect. He is flawed and he's gonna fuck up. And when he does, you need to hold him accountable for it instead of trying to make excuses for him. Just like none of us would make excuses for Vince even though some of his decisions would be explained, sans the whole money shit and the, the women that he has um, assaulted, whether it be sexual harassment or sexual assault, whichever one has happened to some of these women, that stuff is outside of the decision-making in the E in terms of booking, except for the women that he leveraged booking over. Um some of the things he did made logical sense. Other things you couldn't explain away. You were just like, no, it's fucking bullshit. So instead of trying to make sense of what he did and then, you know, come to a point where you're just like, okay, well, it's CM Punk. No, you hold him accountable for it and then you move on. If what we're being led to believe is his behavior backstage, it's not far off from what we see from him in year in the last couple of years that he's been away from the E as well as from what what was being said about mm-hmm. his behavior in the E you know so as far as I'm concerned I think everybody should just you know take a deep breath and try not to be too judgmental but at the same time don't be a fucking idiot you know it's okay for you to have an opinion but at the same time we're gonna wait to see how this plays out but I am of a firm belief that this is not over. Hangman Adam Page is not going to be the only one who has an issue with him. I wouldn't be surprised if Moxley had an issue with him. Probably won't be for this promo that he said, because I think Moxley has heard that kind of shit before. 
But I do think that Mox, if he says, says or does something to piss him off, that's going to be a war that he's definitely going to have to fight with Moxley alone. Because mm-hmm. Tony Khan is infatuated with both of them. But. It just feels like, have you have you had to put up with the last 10 years of CM Punk and his fans bullshit? You may be no. entitled to financial compensation. No, <laughs> shit, yeah, I know. But you love me. <laughs> so if you guys want to continue the conversation on Twitter, you definitely can. Please try to be respectful. We're not disrespecting CM Punk, okay? We're commenting on conversation or on the topic at hand that is about him and Hangman Adam Page. And we're going off of past history of behavior that is recorded that you can actually look up and read. And um, we're also just doing our best to put the information out there and start the conversation. So you can always follow us on Twitter and we can have this conversation back and forth. Let's just all be respectful. You can follow us on our Instagram at D4TC underscore podcast. Um, I usually go live every week and we talk about certain things. AEW is not something that I regularly talk about because it draws unwanted attention to me and it also is not a topic of conversation that is um uh, I mean honestly we I mean we've said it and a bunch of other people who we roll with have said it um this is for fun if y'all want to start reading us on Spotify and Google Podcast and Anchor help us get to where we want to be so this could be our jobs full-time we don't have Nicole. Nicole works. Janae works. Me and Tiff have lives outside of wrestling, and we always don't have time to watch everything that comes on. I intentionally don't watch AEW. Okay, well, out of fairness, I don't watch it because okay. I can't watch it the way that I can watch WWE. The Devil's Advocate. Sh- we Devil's Advocate. We are not entertained by AEW. Now, if something. If something major happens on the show, we do see clips of it. We'll go and do our own investigation because they upload those clips on YouTube or they're on Twitter or Instagram. And, you know, we'll have a... Alexis will watch a pay-per-view. She's invited. I've known Nicole to watch a pay-per-view on occasion. Janae used to watch stuff when um, she had the time. I don't mind hosting as long as y'all are paying for that damn pay-per-view. That's it. You can use my house, but I ain't paying for it. (laughs) Right. So, like, I mean, it's not a situation of, for me personally, the kind of wrestling that is being done in AEW, there's some wrestling that lends more to my style, but a lot of it is, like, very commercialized indie wrestling. And while that may appeal to some, it doesn't appeal to me. I don't want to sit for 20 minutes and watch a match between two people that isn't going to lead to anything. And it's just like, oh man, that was a great match. It's like, damn, that's all I get out of it. Like, what are we going to do with that? And then next week they move on to somebody else and do something else. It's like your attention span is so fast. You know, you're Mm -hmm. not, you're not trying to relish in anything. You're not trying to really sit back and structure something that's fun that can last over a couple of months you're just about quick 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 fire five star matches let's put the young bucks in a match with um private party private party and then 
like they're not doing anything and or we'll we'll put um Matt Hardy up against I don't know one of the best friends and then it's just like okay yeah but what does that do for them like how does that propel them forward and you know I'm if they're a tag team that I'm still mad add to their win-loss record does it I'm still mad that best friends have never fucking gotten those tag titles. Now they're introducing the trio titles, but still, it's just like that's that's a whole nother thing we can talk about later. We've already talked about. I don't fucking know, but I'm not. And just for like the y'all, if y'all have listened to the show, you know I like hardcore wrestling. Nicole likes hardcore wrestling, but we like hardcore wrestling to an extent love nick gage and it will always be iconic that he fucking took a pizza cutter and went across jericho's forehead in the middle of a domino's commercial (laughs) (laughs) fucking iconic i love i love that and i love nick gage that and you know because that was mjf trying to fuck with jericho cool but like you can't be hardcore just to be hardcore like Make if you're gonna have hardcore matches, make that like the rubber match. Like you already got one on them, they got one on you. Y'all have been feuding, and you need to call it into this. Like if this if this is like a major feud, that's when that shit should be used. You shouldn't do it just because it's a Wednesday night and you have nothing else better to do. Like on NXT this week, I'm kind of just let me know how it goes. Uh, Wendy and Tiffany uh, Handsome Squidward as Kenny likes to call her, they're going to have oh, a, a, they're going to have a lights out match. When's the last, I mean, I mean, like we had one on like the last, um, takeover they or last week, but this is going to be a lights out match. This is going to be like a hardcore match. And I can't remember the last time I saw like a really big hardcore match in NXT, but AEW does no like, women like this is a yeah. lights out match with the women. So, like, I mean, I'd rather see that instead of, like, every Wednesday, it just seems like, oh, it's a hardcore match just because, like, it it, it loses its specialness after a while, if that makes sense. At least to me. Yeah. But I don't know. So, on that note... We're going to leave it to you guys. I'm going to put a question in the poll section for um, for the guys and the girls to, to talk and have the discussion. And I don't know. I think the question is, do you think CM Punk coming back to AEW is a good, or coming back to wrestling and in AEW is a good idea in the long run? Because I'm, I'm going to venture out to say no. Uh, I gotta say no either. So, but you guys let me know. The poll question will be up right when the podcast goes up. So you can follow us on social media. Like I said, you can always follow me on social media. I tend to not give out Alexis and everybody else's because they prefer to have their own personal shit for themselves. Okay? So, you can follow me and I tend to go live a lot. We can have the discussion there. Um, my handle is at TV 2 um, but you can always follow us on Twitter at Down for the Count 19 and always, always, always shout out to the fam at We Love Wrestling. Um, Trady always has something going on. He posts about everything from AEW to MLW to Impact 
to WWE. He has everything. So you should go over there, follow his pages, follow his YouTube especially, because matches get uploaded, videos are uploaded over there, and then he always advocates for the girls. So he has Women Love Wednesdays over there. Um, so you've got all that stuff going on with We Love Wrestling, and it's always a family affair when it comes to them. Shout out to Smackin' It Raw. Um, what's another podcast? That Kings of the Ring podcast. They want Kings us to come. I didn't get to do the podcast with Kings of the Ring, and I'm really mad that I missed it. They Shout want us to... Them. They want us to come back, so um, I we got to sit down with them. But we are in the works of working with more podcasts. Um, so, you know, we want to get. I love Smackin' It Raw. They have like a cool set. I love them. I love going over there with them. Um, funny, and they're on Pornhub, which takes they're number number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub. Like that's like, just. I'm a grown ass woman, and my ass is sitting up on Pornhub. That's that's a great thing to put on my resume. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm a podcaster. Yeah, I'm on Pornhub. Yeah, I'm on Pornhub. Um, also, <laughs> shout out to Wrestling Windown, Lola Blue. Yeah. Uh, oh God. Um, there's one I'm like the one. Who are the ones who are always super messy on Twitter, but we love them anyway? <laughs> Powerbomb Jitsu. Yes. Yeah, um, love them. No ropes. No ropes. Culture cast, like everybody in the We Love Melon, the, the Melanin uh, Mafia pot, um, family, like everybody, just shout out to everybody because they always got my back. They're always, they always have our podcast back. And a lot of them are just, just really cool down to earth people. And honestly, if I hadn't gone on Instagram and started doing stuff with wrestling, I never would have known these people existed, never would have met them, wouldn't know Alexis and the girls. So there's always, a silver lining to everything so if you guys please do us a solid and rate the podcast share it on your social medias whether it be facebook instagram twitter whatever just share it so that it gets out there and people hear us um and like we always say if you want us to do specific roast sessions on certain people you gotta send us names because we draw a blank like we ain't gonna give nobody smoke just to give them smoke but if you guys want somebody specifically roasted then um, we most definitely will do that. Preferably, that preferably somebody we haven't roasted before, because at that point, it'll just be like shooting fish in a damn barrel. Yeah, yeah, like, I don't want to roast anybody we've roasted. So I have to go back on there and look and see how many people we actually have. Well, roasted. no, because I, I had a friend of mine, he's like, oh, are you guys going to go in on Sammy Guevara and take Connie getting married? And I'm just like, they got married. Like, we good, like, I whatever. Mean, Love that for her, her and her beige wedding. So good for her. Fifty Shades uh, of Beige. Well, that's 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 them. Vanilla. <laughs> vanilla pudding child. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go and hopefully next week we'll have the girls back and we'll talk about the NXT UK releases and NXT Europe and where that could lead and how people could possibly come back on that. And we're going to do the Nerd Corner next week. And Alexis is going to talk about some things on the Nerd Corner. We're going to do a couple topics for Nerd Corner. So um, you guys got to blow up Nerd Corner because we really like doing it. And sometimes wrestling gets slow like mm-hmm. it is now. And we Which I don't mind, honestly. We need it. We need the content. <laughs> so, And um, next month, Don is going to do his, um, his back-in-the-day reviews, which he's going to go over 
like wrestling feuds and rivalries from back in the day. So hopefully um, you guys will enjoy that. That way I don't have to do rivalries because I like doing them sometimes, but like it's it requires anything. a lot of fucking research. Yeah, welcome to my world. Cause like if someone was asking me, they're like, oh, when are you gonna do what happened? Another what happened was, and it's just like, it's kind of hard to find topics that people really haven't talked about so much. Well, I mean, I think it's and, just that it comes from us. So it's yeah. kind of like, okay, so like, you know how you, you watch the serial killer docs? Yeah. And you're like, I've seen like this 80 times, but you watch it anyway, because you learn something new every single time. Like, yeah. I knew about John Wayne Gacy. I knew about everything about him, but I did not know that he was like, um, really big on the political scene, you know. Like I, I didn't, didn't know, know he got a. I didn't know he got a picture with Jimmy Carter's wife. Right, and I didn't know that he was married like twice. I didn't know that. So there was a lot of there's a lot of things that you learn through more research because that stuff comes up. I think if you have the time, that we should do at least one every three to six months, so we can. Do it. <laughs> Let me get through this semester. <laughs> so once you get your school stuff out the way and you have some time, like, yes, 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 yes. I love them. I used to, I, when we used to do it, I used to be like, ooh, ooh, we can do another one. I get to learn something cool. I <laughs> know. Uh, yeah. it, it's just, it's, it's hard because it's just like, I'm trying to find out like stuff that hasn't been done to the ground yet. Um, like I said, the only thing, if you guys have a suggestion for that, please let me know. Um, especially if it's something not, not in my wheelhouse, if it has something to do with like New Japan or some like really old promotion that we've never heard of before, let me know. I'm down for that. The only thing I will not talk about is the Montreal screw job. I'm tired of hearing about it. It's been like almost 30 years. I'm done. Like there's nothing more to report on it at this point. And we all know about it. I, you know what? I almost didn't do plane ride from hell, honestly. But I'm kind of glad I did now. Yeah. I'm going to go listen to that, actually, and fall asleep to it. I got to take some allergy medicine because it feels like someone is repeatedly punching me in the face with my sinuses. All right, everybody. We're going to go. Bye. Bye. I got nothing funny to say to end this. Now, like I said, thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast. Um, Nicole was out this week. Um, She was on vacation, a much needed vacation. And Janae was out this week as well, but she is coming back strong. And I can't wait to have all the girls back on the podcast. We are going to talk about NXT UK and the revamp of it and them shutting NXT UK down and starting NXT Europe. We wanted to make sure we had enough information before we did that. And we couldn't do that show without our fearless leader, Nicole, because that was her baby. She loved NXT UK. Um, We're also going to do a nerd corner. And this time, the nerd corner is going to include the cosplay community. We're going to talk about a lot of things on the nerd corner, but we've got it straightened out to where we have a solid information in terms of what we want to do for the nerd corner and things we want to talk about so if that interests you then keep up because this week we're going to post at least one to two new podcasts including this one and give you guys some real info and tea into the 
other forms of the entertainment industry. Let's put it that way. With all that being said, be sure to follow us on our social media. At Down for the Count 19 is our Twitter, at D4TC underscore podcast. By the way, because I pre-ordered Saints Row, I get to play it at 12 o'clock tonight. And I can't wait because I love that game. I'll talk about it on the Nerd Corner when we do our show. But thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll see you guys later.